Hello and Happy New Year. Thanks for joining us again on the award-winning Africa Science Focus, the weekly show that shines the spotlight on African scientists. Looking ahead to 2022, we thought we should kickstart the year by investigating our own vision. Dr. Gladys Atto is the only ophthalmologist in Uganda's remote Karamoja region. As an ophthalmologist, Dr. Atto performs vital work for 1.2 million people, diagnosing and treating eye diseases, performing eye surgery, and prescribing glasses. For her work, Dr. Atto was recently awarded the Uganda Medical Association's Women in Medicine Award. Still in her early 30s, she is described by her colleagues as a hero who is fighting to leave no one behind when it comes to eye health in Uganda's remote, high poverty and agricultural areas. Our reporter Halima Asumani met Dr. Atto in Kampala, which is quite a distance from Karamoja. Today we are going to be speaking to Dr. Gladys Atto. We are in uh, a building in the central part of Kampala. This is called the East African Development Bank Building, home to the Site Savers International Country Office in Kampala. And here we are with Dr. Gladys Atto. Now, I need the other reason why I'm talking about the center of Kampala, which is also the center of Uganda is that for Dr. Atto to have gotten here in Kampala, she traveled 460 kilometers just to get here. Karamoja is in the northeast of Uganda. It's home to grasslands and semi-nomadic cattle herders, as well as some of the highest rates of poverty in the country, insecurity and rising cattle theft. How important is public health in a community like Karamoja where... I would imagine that many people are seen to be poor with no health-seeking behavior. Oh, well, it's the answer to everything. Because in public health, we have aspects of um, community education. You know, people in Karamoja, most of them are really not educated. And for someone to be able to make an informed decision on, their, on matters as pertains to their health, they actually need to have the information handy. For me, I think that is the key thing that Karamoja needs, to be able to make the right decisions. Because when, when you see many times someone refusing to, to have eye surgery or to have this eye medication, it's not because they actually don't want. What they know is different from what you're trying to tell them. And, and so that creates a big gap. Are you making any headway in changing this perception, this, this perspective of the people, of the locals in the community? If I'm to be forthright, sometimes I feel like what we are doing is more like for ourselves than the people we are doing it for. Like sometimes you don't want to leave anyone behind, yeah. but it feels like some of them really want to be left behind. <laughs> Why would I say that? If, if for instance, someone is refusing um, eye surgery that I know is really beneficial for them. I know this is important, but because of all the negative things in the community, they they end up refusing it, and you can't force them. And so it turns up like, do I want this more than them? But with all these negatives, you know, there there are positives as well. When when we go to the community, you know, try to bring the disabled, try to 
to bring the elderly who cannot, who have no one to bring them to the hospital and work on them and their vision is impacted and they get back to doing their normal work. I mean, it's it's really impressive. And site servers has actually come in so handy to help us in that. So they've done a great deal in as far as including, you know, leaving no one behind. Dr. Ato and her work are supported by SightSavers, a non-profit organization aiming to eliminate the kinds of vision loss that are avoidable, such as cataracts and the eye disease trachoma. This neglected tropical disease is the world's leading infectious cause of blindness, and many of the 45 countries in the world still battling trachoma are in sub-Saharan Africa. 83,000 of the estimated 3.1 million people with vision loss in Uganda are blind, yet there are only around 45 ophthalmologists in the country. What is causing the gap and how do you think we could bridge that gap? With, with the 45 ophthalmologists in Uganda, and many of them are centered in Kampala, you find that very few people want to go work in the rural areas. That's why I think I'm the first person working in Karamoja. But you can't blame the health workers, you know, because... You know, in Kampala, people can moonlight moving from one health unit to another and then they have extra income. And yet, when you go to many regional referrals, you find that they don't even have um, instruments for doing surgery. So even if an ophthalmologist is there, they're just their board, and then they end up moving away. So you can't blame them for moving really up and down. I think the one thing that government needs to consider is actually considering the pay for, for health workers and then some form of motivation, especially those who work in had to reach areas. But there is some good news on the way. The construction of a brand new eye care unit at Dr. Atto's Moroto Hospital should be completed in July. She tells us what the new unit will mean for Karamoja's communities. Well, I think that is going to go a long way to solve the infrastructural issues that we really had. All along, we had no space to admit our patients. We'd admit them in medical ward or surgery ward. And, you know, those are wards that have patients with infections. That is different from blindness. Someone comes with blindness, but they're really not infected. So many of them would end up with cough. And now in this COVID era, it was so challenging for us. But now with the new eye unit, we, we are actually really privileged. It's, it's going to be really a superstructure for us. The theater is brilliant. I mean, we can have three beds theater bed. So that means I can actually invite another ophthalmologist in a camp that I normally run alone with a target of six, like around 100 patients. I would like spend a week doing those surgeries. So I can have an additional ophthalmologist in theater that will actually make surgery much easier. And then I plan to, to have students who are training in ophthalmology from other universities. People rarely have hands-on and then they get out with, with inadequate skills. So with that unit in, that is what I look forward to, having at least two residents in place that I can train every year. With this facility in mind, just describe to me a Karamoja without Dr. Ato, a Karamoja without this facility. What does that mean for eye care? It, it's, hard, it's hard to imagine that. You know, uh, they used to have visiting ophthalmologists that would come with lots of disadvantages. One, the community knows they cannot come to the hospital because there is no one. They know that whoever is coming is just coming and going away. There is no f serious follow-up. Mm -hmm. So imagine that is how people were. And the other areas where the ophthalmologists would not reach were now 
left with a huge burden, you know, of patients not operated on, patients not seen. And if there is no ophthalmologist and there is infrastructure, it's like an empty building. I mean, you, you can have all these beautiful things and theaters, and yet there's no one to run it. So if you view Karamoja without an eye care person, oh God, it's, it's what's happening to Germany right now. They don't have an ophthalmologist and the patients are really suffering. Let me tell you, blindness is not something nice. Your career can just end in a snapshot if something happens to your eye. And for these people in Karamoja, what they do best is looking after their animals, you know, protecting their animals from being wrestled. And so their vision is so key <laughs> for their survival. And so imagine those who are blind would just be left and because they migrate. So if you can't see, I mean, they leave you. Mom. Yeah, and so it, it has not been nice. I think now most of them are learning that I'm around and eye care services are really improving. Building these relationships with Karamoja's communities can be challenging. The region's residents migrate seasonally with their livestock. But with an eye surgeon now living in Karamoja, the community knows there is someone they can turn to for help. You know, with, with, with cataract, which is the commonest cause of blindness worldwide, even in Uganda, it's mainly a disease of the old people. So the more people grow older, you expect that their eyes actually will develop cataract. Now, there's what we call a backlog, like the number of eyes that remain without being um, operated on. So the older people grow, that backlog keeps accumulating if there is no one working on them. Dr. Atto is busy tackling cataracts an easily treatable eye disease that causes protein to build up, which creates cloudy patches that blur vision. But I think the backlog right now is slightly reduced since, because we have done a lots, lots and lots of surgeries since uh, Sidesaver started their projects um, way back in 2015. And then when I joined in 2018, I carried on. And since then, we have done more than 5,000 surgeries. Everyone should have access to good healthcare and opportunities. But, as Dr. Atto tells Halima, discrimination still exists. I, I see people being discriminated, based on race, you know, sexual orientation, gender. So in, in my own space, I try to see that inclusivity goes a long way. Those who are different, according to society, are treated the same. And I try to bring that into healthcare, not just eye care. The first thing I should look at is, are you a human being? Yeah. And you'll see that in Karamoja, women, women are really marginalized. There's a lot of gender-based violence and that kind of thing. I mean, being female, it, it's harder to give, you know, to, to give orders, to, to direct people. Sometimes I feel like when I'm, when I'm teaching, um, because as an ophthalmologist and head of department, I have more skills. Mm -hmm. And so I have to teach my lower cadres what to do, how to use some equipment, you know, how to see patients. In case they're making any mistakes, it's me to guide them. And so, yeah, sometimes there is friction. I find some difficulty because someone is thinking, is she trying to put more pressure on me, this little girl? <laughs> but no, we, 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 we come to a point where... I now do more of studying the people that I'm working with. Sometimes I think what we call unconscious bias, like people don't even know that they're really exhibiting some kind of behavior. Mm -hmm. But you find that the, the less people know, 
the more they're resistant to know certain things. So now I go to dig deeper. Do you have a problem with this, in, in particularly computer use? Many times I find that my staff, they don't have that good knowledge with computer. And I ask for a report and they don't give me. I have to look back, why didn't you give me the report? And there's this silence, I'm like, okay. Is it computer issues? Then you get to know that actually it's a computer issue. So now I go back and I let's let me show you how to do this. This and and because they are in that high rank in their own level, mm-hmm. they they also get embarrassed to admit that they don't know this. So I I step low to to ensure that they know this and how to use this. <laughs> and yeah, slowly we have been able to to work out many things. The difficult people are still there, mm-hmm. but I mean I cannot let them now work me out. And that's it for our first episode of 2022. But before we head off, Dr. Atto wanted to share with you her views on the importance of eye care. For, for me, even a small change in someone's life, for me, it's so great. I could give you examples of patients that I work on who, who wake up the next day and like, wow, now I can go and see my animals. They, they give birth to, to, to the young ones and I could not even know the color. Or, or, or some lady looking at my face and like, ah, you, you mean you look that beautiful look? You even have red lipstick? I didn't know. You know, you would think those are not important things. But to them, their future has just changed. You know, they can now go on and do their house chores. Then this grandmother can go on and continue working. One mother can continue cooking. They are simple things. But for me, they, they are small things that really impact life. And that's what I like about eye care. If you want to hear more about Gladys Atto and her work with Sight Savers, you can head to the SciDevNet website. That's www.scidev.net. Catch up on all Africa Science Focus episodes on your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to leave a review. Today's program was produced by Harrison Lewis and edited by Fiona Broom with reporting from Halima Athumani. Africa Science Focus is produced by SciDevNet and distributed in association with your local radio station. I'm Michael Kaloki. See you again next week. This program was funded by the Carnegie Corporation of New York.